Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary episode of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, here with some scary, scary stuff. And it's episode 100, guys. I can't fucking believe it. Episode 100, man. Wow. I've just been sitting here looking at everything, getting the show ready through the week, and just been sitting here going, man, it's it's amazing how far I've came. You know, I started out doing one podcast, you know, uh, Borderline Texas Trash, with just a little desk, one monitor, and my little old computer, my audio stuff, and uh, now I'm up to two monitors, got a bigger desk, got a printer, and uh, a, uh, <clears throat> one of them LED uh, filming lights, whatever them round lights people use for YouTube and stuff now. I'm not hip with the language, guys, so just give me a break. I'm 46. I'm, I'm learning, okay? But anyways, man, I just want to say thanks, guys. This has been a great, awesome ride. I have came a long way, and I want to thank you. In two years, I have gotten five, over 4,000 episodes. I mean, uh, 4,000 downloads, and that's freaking awesome, man. I mean, it might not, might not seem much to you, but, I mean, I'm just the no-name guy doing this. Like I said, I don't advertise. I don't have the money to, so I just... I don't make any money off of this right now. Hopefully, I, in time, I will. And I can do this as a, for a living. As you know, It'll be my business. But I love doing this stuff, guys. And I just want to say, you guys, I really, really want to thank you. Because you guys have... I've got some... i got listeners, I think, close to 12 countries that are consistent and listen every uh, week I put a show on. And to the people that listen all the time and uh, follow the show, thank you very, very much. To the new guys here, I'm glad you're here, man. To the guys who've been here since day fucking one, I appreciate you all, ma'am. I appreciate you all. But, yeah, I'm just pumped, excited. It's going to be a good episode. I got uh, going to do cabins, finish up the cabins and the stuff like that today gonna do that today and then on the next episode and then after that i'll probably just switch back to just finding a place and just seeing what's haunted about it so it ought to be fun man i'm looking forward to it but this is the 100th episode baby of ghost stories told from the south i'm your host Stephen labooth like always but i am excited i am pumped as you can tell i'm talking a little loud more than usual but hey i can't help it well Let's see. Well, I guess we will get on with the getting on. But like I said, just want to say thank you to everybody who listens and everybody who uh, comments, leaves me uh, uh, reviews, no matter if they're one star, two star, three or four or five. I get them all. I don't care, guys. You know, doing this kind of stuff, you got to have a rubber skin. I mean, you got to let stuff bounce off of you because if you let the comments and what people think of you, it's going to stop you. You know, and I'm going to keep going and doing this to the day I die. So you're stuck with me, everybody. But, yeah, I've been trying to keep up with the Facebook and all that. I keep forgetting. So I'm going to update some more pics on that, too. So, yeah, I'm just so happy, guys. Y'all guys just <sighs> make it awesome. Two years, though, man. A hundred episodes. That's a lot of time, guys. Y'all don't understand how much time I got to put in 
not just recording, sitting here talking. The hours I got to put in editing, then the hours I the I got to put in before I do the show, do the format, get it produced, and all you know, get it produced and all that. So, and then doing the research on top of that. So, yeah. But I got me uh, the effects. I got me the old copy machine. That some bitch comes in handy. Less writing for me. But enough uh, of me kissing y'all's butt, you know. Because, hey, like I said, you guys make the show. If it wasn't for you, the show wouldn't be that popular and good. But thanks to you guys, a whole bunch. But let's get on with some scary, scary stories. What do you say, my little gals and ghouls? Good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline Texas Trash. The most popular podcast in the world today. It's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a spine, baby. Well, if you're wondering, what the hell is Borderline Texas Trash about? And who is this some bitch Uncle Boo? Well, Uncle Boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting today, baby. We're going to get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens. I'm coming in on white lightning, baby, on a silver saddle to bring you the best of borderline Texas trash, baby. I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day, talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that. And we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around, and my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called Ash Handy's Garage on Friday nights, baby. That's our live show we do sometimes. And then I got the uncle that I talked to down in uh, Booseville, Louisiana, and he calls sometimes. We have a little show called Uncle Dickie's Kona. So you guys come check out Texas Borderline. Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I know you will love it. We are on every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart. Uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account. So go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. You'll get to listen to Ash Handy. Uncle Boo, Uncle Dicky, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, baby. Because we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I've wine and dine with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby. But I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it. If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politics bullshit, <coughs> Come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So I'll see you later. Bye. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Our first story is of Mount Madonna State Park. Mount Madonna State Park. Where the ghost, uh, where the ghost of the daughter of one, of one, okay. Where the ghost of the daughter of one of Glary's founders is said to haunt. Yeah, I said that right. Glory's founders. Uh, 
Okay. About 12 miles west of the town of Glory is, I mean, not Glory, but Gilroy, is the Mount Madonna County Park. It's said that the ghost of Sarah Miller, the daughter of one of Gilroy's founders, Henry Miller, haunts the land that used that used to be owned by her family. On June on June fourteenth of eighteen eighty seven, Sarah Miller was riding her horse on her family ranch when it stepped in a squirrel hole and lost its footing. Sarah then fell off of the off of the horse and broke her neck, and it was a instant. She was instantly killed. Basically, she was riding her horse, you know, out there just do do do, minding her own business, and she just fell the horse. Fell into a, a squirrel, a little hole or something, and fell, and she fell off the horse and landed just right on her neck and broke her, killed her instantly. That would suck. I'd be pissed off too and haunt the place. Stories have proceeded for years of seeing a woman riding a horse late at night by uh, park rangers. Other reports from rangers include hearing a woman screaming. But when you but when they went to investigate, there was no one there. No one was found in the area. Lights have been seen in buildings even after they are turned off, and also there have been reported of an another witness even reported seeing a woman dressed all in white walking down Pole Lane Road late one night. That would be creepy. Uh, by the way, y'all like my new uh, glasses. If you go to the YouTube channel and watch the video, you know, you'll see. I got me some new uh, black frame glasses. I've had them for about a month now. These are my bifocals. So I'm able to read this stuff better. It's just getting used to that bifocal stuff. It's weird. Um, if this is indeed the ghost of Sarah Miller, why does she haunt the uh, land that it was, for, was firmly was firmly her family's ranch. Why did she hunt it? Because she died there tragically, tragically, you dumbass. Even I could call that one. Uh, why does she, she haunt the land? Okay, I already said that. Perhaps she does not know she is dead and wanders around anonymously, not knowing of the sad truth. Excuse me. Or perhaps this is where she was the happiest in life and continues to stay there even in death. Now that makes sense too. Cause some people, they don't have to die there or something. They can just die and be tied to the place. Cause that's where they felt the happiest. It's where their guard was down. Um, or perhaps this is where she was. Okay. I already said that. Okay, whatever the case may be given, the numerous sightings in Mount Madonna are something definitely... It, let me try this again, guys. Given the numerous sightings at Mount Madonna's, something definitely is roaming the grounds late at night. Is it the ghost or is it a Bigfoot? Okay, I still got some more stuff on... Uh, the Mount the Mount Madonna State Park is one of the uh, haunted camp haunted campsites in California, all because of a family who used to own the land. 
Of course, we heard the story about uh, Sarah Miller and how she tragically died. But mm, there's nothing really new on this one. Well, here's a, there's like a, they said the Rangers has seen a woman, uh, visitors have seen a shadow, a shadowy young woman roams the grounds in the evenings. So they do see like a woman in shadows running around the campsites at night. And then in 2013, a family reported that their teenage daughter followed the apparition thinking she needed help. Upon returning, the teenager was unable to speak, apparently traumatized and unwilling or unable to talk about the experience. So if you're ever camping out there and you see something in the woods late at night, don't be a jackass and go chase it. Just a little FYI. Little heads up there, boy. Ah. Oh, the great Goopsy. Okay, let's get ready for our second story. How did everybody like that one? Did it make you jump? Ooh. All right. All right, our next story is Lake Marina or Lake Morana, Morana, Lake Morana, Lake Morana. I wonder if he's kin to Todd Morella. No. Hidden in the hidden in hidden off of Lagana Mount, off the Lagana Mountains, is Lake Marina. But hidden in the uh, dense trees, clinging around the lake, the distur- the dis- disturbing campers at night are several entities that transform the beautiful lake marina into the setting of your worst nightmare. When it comes to ghosts, Lake Marina has plenty of them. The most famous entity haunting the campground is the uh, woman in white. Should have fucking known a goddamn woman in white. Wow, and especially on my 100th episode. A woman in white. Jeez, I ain't never heard of a woman in white haunting a lake. Jesus. How come every freaking lake has a goddamn woman in white? Can't they be a different color? Anyways, since I'm off my soapbox, I would get back to the story. The young woman is usually seen around the lake gliding so uh, gliding without uh harming anybody, just gliding around. But she uh but she's not the one you should be scared of. Legend has it that the that Lake Marina campground is the is forever home of Malaya, a young girl who was uh, tortured and eventually killed by her mother. What the fuck? See, that I don't understand. Why? If you don't want kids, then why do you have them? Then torture them and kill them. That's just mean. Okay, the uh, child's mouth was, the child's mouth has been slashed from ear to ear because she screamed in pain once, according to a medium. Oh, my God. She cut her fucking daughter's mouth from ear to ear, so ah, that's worse than the Joker smile. That's bigger. Wow. 
combined with the uh, pale skin, light blonde hair, and bloody apron, Millie is a sight that instills fear in your heart. Uh, she also has a murderous aura. The result of claiming the lives of many campers. So if you feel sweet, trickly, uh, if you feel like, oh, if you feel like sweat trickling down your back and then you're having, uh, oh God, let me redo this. I'm so sorry, guys. <coughs> so if you feel sweat, trickle down your back and then you're being watched don't look back or else millie's pale eyes will be the last thing you see i'm not going there camping because i don't want to fucking run into millie millie the woman in white okay millie the woman in white in the other ghost haunting lake marina campground made terrify you but there are other entities that can make your heart stop in fear these entities haunt the campground waking up campers to the sounds of heavy footsteps loud loud singing and lively dancing so they basically they basically hear the ghost having a party Alt, okay. Those who dare to peek outside despite the long shadows creeping on the outside of their tents never find a single marked incident or signs of activity. So basically they hear all that stuff and they'll see like some of the shadows or something through their tent. Stick their head out, nothing there. Uh, while the building's while the buildings these intended entities haunted have been demol demolished over the years, they refuse to move elsewhere. That means they will not go. They're like, this is my house, bitch. God, come on. Okay, what else we got on? Okay, once this uh, stubborn entities is one of that once... One of these stubborn entities is uh, one that resided in the farmer's damn keeper's old house. A San Diego Union article published the story of a woman who stayed there in the 1980s only to be woken up by a poltergeist that had everything in the room floating around her. In the same place, many campers have been at the mercy of the entity. But now it's more terrifying than it was in the past so watch out going to lake monroe oh wow okay here's some more entailed entailed stuff about lake uh okay lake marina in campo california is a man-made lake located off highway 8 east in the outskirts of san diego county the lake, which is usually best known for its fishing and camping areas, <coughs> has gained some mention from poltergeist activities, which uh, frequently uh, mention tales of ghosts or mystery spiritual of a 
mysterious spiritual white lady. The two most common paranormal claims are the apparition of a ghostly young woman in a long white dress has been seen has been seen several times. On other occasions, multi-campers have heard heavy footsteps around their tents during the night and do not fade as someone is uh, like someone is walking away but simply left and disappeared. So, yeah, they when they go investigate it like there's no one there. And then sent the San Diego haunted. Oh, this is just an article by the San Diego Haunted. The, the uh, Lake Marino area is alive in history and in Indian folklore, not all of which has been pleasant. The claims made by other websites are may, may or may not be true. In either case, they do not directly subsidize that the original claims of the uh, Lake Marina's ghost. The best-known written account of poltergeist activity dates back to the San Diego Union on October 26th of 1983 by Helen Schaefer. According to the San Diego Union article, Walter Stalker, a park volunteer... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Walter Stucker, not Stalker. <laughs> well, I was like, that is a weird name. But it's Walter Stucker. A park volunteer was suddenly awakened and looked out the window by his bed in his motor home. He found himself looking right in a right at a tall man standing outside by the window. He was wearing a dark coat and a kinked full weather cap. Stucker said they locked they looked at one another for a moment, then the man turned away and walked towards the lake. Stucker sat up in bed to watch through the window. There wasn't even a full moon, but it was light enough to see clearly, he said. The man was thinking very... Oh, the man was... Uh... Okay. It's the full moon. Oh, Okay. Stalker set up in the bed, which, okay, looked at the window. The man was at full moon, okay, but it was a lot, it was light enough to see clearly, he said. The man was taking very deliberate steps, but it seemed to, seemed to me his feet weren't touching the ground, which appeared to be about six or seven inches above the surface. Supervising, supervisor ranger, Tracy Walker also had two personal experiences to be reported in concerning ghosts in the paranormal. While in the uh, convert, while in a converted back office in the ranger station, originally an old uh, concession building built in the 1920s, there are trees on that side of the building and lots of leaves in the ground. I heard footsteps out there. I was so certain of it. I laid my work aside to go check it out but before i could do that the footsteps attracted or the footsteps accelerated and came around to the side door maybe 12 feet from me they stopped right there there was a wooden wooden uh, handled broom that extended from the door inside and outside 
He cracked and moved up and down the uh, doorknob, turned once. Walker uh, continued, by now I was really concerned I was having uh, hallucinations. So I phoned down the ranger resident and asked my wife, Jackie, to join me. I, I stood by the front door watching her come. We went in looking, we went in locking the door behind us. Went to the back office, sat down and waited. And it happened again. We both heard the steps and saw the, uh, the ladle give. Three weeks later, Walker and another Walker had another experience. Ranger logbook had been set down and disappeared, only to find later that night in the Ranger bathtub. It isn't surprising that Bo that both Stucker and Walker were not only uh, the were not the only two to experience the haunts at Lake Marina. <coughs> Excuse me. In 1981, inside the Farmer's Dam's Keep, 50, a 50-year-old house, the first house structured to the building at the lake. On two occasions, the residents had overnight company, whom they put on the uh, fold-out couch in the living room. The first guests were awoken by sounds of heavy footsteps walking around their bed. In the second occasion, a female was suddenly awakened, set up in bed, floated back where she had first seen it, and it disappeared. She, she instantly, she had been completely awoke for uh, the rest of the night. Fla uh, flash for fast forward 30 years later, the question remains, is Lake Moreno haunted? Garrett D. recounted to... From Yelp.com in 2011 said, "It's haunted. Seriously, I read about it on the on the website. Over the first large patch of uh, boulders west of the campground, I and a girl in white occasionally shows up to share to stare at folks in the middle of the night. There are other persons not so quiet to call the area haunted." They quickly point out the obvious fact that other campers either may want or accident may be uh, to blame. So there's uh that place was pretty creepy. I really don't know what I would do if I was fucking out camping and got woke up by something like that, guys. I just, I don't know what I would do. I'm not going to lie. All right, let me see if I got my next story ready. Which lake is it? Or which place is it? Camping camp to the end. Well, I hope everybody is really enjoying the show right now. My next one's going to be... Okay, so this has to be it. Okay, well, let's take a quick commercial break. I'm going to get me something to drink, and I'll be back. You ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered 
Why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really, really, out, really there? out There. And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am my your co host, Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, Unsolved urban lake, murders, unsolved mysteries, mysteries uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out, out there. there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every platform. Mm -hmm. We have a YouTube channel, too, or channel. So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's, What's Really, really out, out There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. Well, I hope you like that little commercial there. Let's get on with the second one. Well, it's not the second story, but this one is about Rib Lake. And it's in Wisconsin. Strange moans can be heard coming from the nearby cemetery. Figures appear and disappear. There are numerous numerous rumors as the reason for the hauntings. Let's see what they are. Okay. Camping in the campground next to the lake, we decided to go uh, for a walk to the pier. This is uh, somebody's uh, uh, experience they had. It's what I'm trying to say here. It was a clear night in late June. I heard an app. Uh, I heard an approaching car. So we both moved to, excuse me, we both moved to the right. An older car, an old, old car passed. I said, how cool was it to, was that to see? Then I looked to the right and heard someone laughing. What sounded like a uh, mechanic working on a car. No one was there. We stood on the pier and looked at the lake. We turned and looked at a house in, in the distance and saw a man with coveralls and two others watching us. I waved hi to him, and the younger guy showed me a different, uh, oh, showed me a deformed hand. Then the youngest laughed, which scared my wife. When I turned around, no one was there. We ran back to the campsite, packed our stuff at 10, at 10 o'clock that night, and we uh, never went back there again. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? <coughs> and uh, there really wasn't a whole lot on this place either. So I guess what I need to do is start making a note of the ones that are very big and go back and try to really, really, really dig some digging on them. 
Yeah, because that one was a really short one. Don't worry, guys. We still have one, two, three, four stories left. Yo, Gabba, Gabba. Okay. All right, our next story is the Lewis Stringer Campsite. In the early 20th century, Sam Lewis Lewis used to, used to own sheep and graze them along the part of the Anoya National Forest. But before his wife died in 1910, he had her ashes spread throughout the campground. Since at least the 1920s, campers have, campers have experienced strange... Where'd it go? I hate it when I miss my spot. Dang it. Has experienced strange phenomenon, such as camp items being uh, reorganized, strange lights, and chilling visions of a light of a lonesome woman dancing. Well, at least it isn't a woman in white. Uh, the woman's voice is continually. Oh. Her voice is continually echo, continually echoing through the area, along with the vision had by one particular camper who woke up to the early, to early dawn to see two shining blood red eyes staring right into her face. F that. I'm fucking out of here. I'd be like, screw camping. Screw you. I don't want none of this shit on me, Ricky Bobby. Okay, here's some more information I found. In the early 19th century, Sam Lewis... Oh, what the... F I just read that, didn't I? I don't know why, but I copied that son of a gun twice. Okay, here's some more news. Okay, located on the Kern, the Kern Plateau in the Golden Trout Wilderness... This campsite is named the Sam Lewis and his wife who ran sheep in the uh, 19th century. And, of course, this is the same thing. She spreads her ashes, puts them all over the place, and they start seeing stuff. See, that's, I mean, people don't think that, you know, nothing about crap like that. But, yeah, that's why we get uh, ghost stories, guys, because of the shit you pull. Okay, I got two more. This one's a really short one. And then we'll go on to our last story that's pretty meaty. Pretty meaty. Okay, the uh, KO campground is said to be haunted by a tricky poltergeist. The unseen spirit is known for getting into locked areas and moving objects around while campers are sleeping. One fanny but fanny. One family believed that they were the victims of theft until they saw a necklace moving on its own within their campsite. That's when I would have loaded up the RV and said, we're fucking out of here. When confronted, the poltergeist is known for writing crud messages to campers, informing them that the mischief will always continue. So that's why you don't piss these guys off. Okay, now this one's a big juicy one. I am going to go to a little commercial and get a drink, and then we will get back to this one. It's pretty good. Well, I know what you're thinking. Another freaking wrestling podcast. 
How many can you have? <laughs> but the one thing that makes ours different is what, Jackson? Fleshling 101 with Jackson. That's what makes it different right there because this is a kids wrestling podcast. Not adults. Adults can listen to it, but we're, we encourage the kids to jump on board and yep. listen to it more. That's what the show's about. Just yep. me and my son. I'm Stephen Booth, the co-host. He is... The host, Jackson Booth. And all we do is just... Uh, talk about wrestling. Talk about wrestling. Go over Tutorials. some of the guys like Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, macho older man. guys, Macho Man. And then we go over territories. Yep. You know, so... And belts. Yes, and some of the belts and the champions that came through. And we're just trying to open up the doors to kids to let them know that there was more out there than the wwe yep and there's old school wrestling to look at so that's mine and my son's mission right jackson yep is to turn more people on the wrestling and get them numbers up like they were in the 90s yeah because they were popping yes so if you guys are interested out there about a, a kid's show listening or talking about wrestling you can count on us we will hook you up so because if we you're are a, people if you're a parent and you watch wrestling but your kids don't yet and you want a way to chime them in, turn them on to our show, man. We try to keep the shows 30 minutes to maybe 40 because <coughs> I know it's hard for kids to sit still and listen for 30 minutes. I mean, my son, that's what we have to do 30 minutes because after 30 minutes, he starts getting restless over here. So if you're looking for a good show with some kid input, in a kid's view and an adult view of uh, wrestling, that's what makes it different. This show right here is because it's hosted by a kid, not by an adult. And we're not big-time wrestling experts. We've never nope. wrestled. We just love wrestling, and we love talking about it, and we want to make our community bigger. Yeah. So if you're re interested in a kid's point of view of wrestling all that, then come listen to what, Jackson? Wrestling 101 with Jackson, and we have seen wrestlers up close to well, yes, we go to live events and stuff and all that. And we do interviews, too, so who knows? We might meet up with each other. But if you want to listen to some good wrestling stuff and some decent opinions and the facts, then listen to Wrestling 101 with Jackson. I'm the host. He is the co-host. Jackson Booth. So check us out. We are on Spotify. We're pretty much uh, on any platform out there. And we're going to start a YouTube channel this year, so we got a lot of big things going up for us. Yep. So, you guys, just listen and check us out, all right? We will Bye. see you later. Well, our next story is about the Anza Bargio. Bar Bargio. Barigo. The Anza Barigo. The Anza Barigo. Okay, let's see here. What do we got? Camping in the land of enchantment is always the true nature experience. But this state is also... Oh. But this state is also home to some of the nation's creepiest haunted tales. The eerie campground in a uh, in a unique town outside of Santa Fe is open to the public, and you can spend the night if you dare. Uh, 
While you get goosebumps after hearing just how haunted the campground is at night, this spot is all is also as hauntingly beautiful as can be during the day to help uh, ease your uh, ease your worries. Get ready to sit around the campfire and tell some crazy stories about this ghostly place. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry, my pages are stuck together. If you dare to head out to this haunted campground in New Mexico, getting there will be a little confusing. It's located about 14 miles northeast of Santa Fe. If you are uh, hiding, heading to, from Pecos, take uh, NM63 north down on Iria. Narrow road for about 13 miles, and you will see a sign for a holy ghost to the left. From there, you can take an even creepier road, Forest Service Road 122, down two miles to the campground. Come on. God, I can't grab my pages. Some tales say that a priest killed the Pueblo people who settled on its land in the late 17th century. Others say that the priest was killed by the uh, Pueblo people who were defending themselves. Either way, there may be, these, may be the spirit of a Catholic priest among these trees. There have been there have been more recent tales of gruesome car accidents, burials between uh, brawls between bikers due to the uh, phenomenal act, paranormal activity. The state trooper that disappeared altogether, all so they've had a state trooper that's disappeared in this area. Visitors claim to see moving shadows. Oops, sorry. Moving shadows beyond the trees. It may be scary to spend the night, but this campground is also hauntingly beautiful during the day. Even though the spot is claimed to be haunted and scary, Holy Ghost Campground is a break is a breathtaking, uh, beautiful place to camp. It is set upon Holy Ghost Creek which offers hiking trails and incredible nature views. At Holy Ghost Campground, you can relax all day and tell scary stories around the campfire at night. I'm sorry I hit hit my mic. I'm trying not to, but my mic is just so... Never mind. The campground is also nestled in a canyon surrounded by the Pecos Mountains. It does not get more stunning than this, one or more spookier. Addressing the uh, Forest Service Road of 121. Oh, never mind. Have you ever been... Okay, well, 
That's it for that place. That one wasn't pretty. That one wasn't too bad. But it never did say. Uh, I mean, that is pretty creepy, though. It might be haunted by a goddamn uh, old priest that died there. So no one really knows how the priest, how the priest died, but he died. Well, you know, back then, especially around that area, New Mexico and all that, they had a lot of the missions and stuff back then. So, yeah, that's what they would do back in the day. They'd come in uh, with their missions and build them, you know, and then get the people to turn to their, you know, their beliefs and stuff. But I hope this one wasn't too scary for you. Just remember, just watch out where you go camping. You might see a woman in white. You might see a priest. Or you might see a guy with a deformed hand waving back at you going, Hi, this is my good hand. So, yeah. But, yeah, we're going to close up the uh, campground stories next week. will be our last ones. And like I said, I'll probably just uh, start just diving in, cramming down some uh, just regular stuff. I haven't done regular shit in a while, so I'll probably do that. I haven't done nothing like that in a while, so yo gabba gabba. Sounds like a great plan to me. Or I might, when I get done with the campground stuff, I might start trying to find enough information and talk about one thing and really dig into it juicy and deep. I might do that, do one or two stories and make them really good and thick and juicy to scare you. Ah. But I hope you guys had fun today on the 100th episode. I'm, I'm so glad I got to enjoy it with you. Stephanie uh, didn't make the day. She was going to, but she didn't come in. To, she said hi, and she said thank you for listening to my dad's podcast. And then uh, <clears throat> Lexi, bless her heart, she's just too busy working. She couldn't come by. She don't get off till late sometimes. She's uh, <clears throat> learning to be a vet, so... Like a or a vet's assistant. I don't know. She's working at a got a job at a vet place and she's gonna go to school. So she's doing good though, but she's got some scary stuff too. Like I said, haunting stuff follows us. I don't know why. But I just want to say thank you once again to all you guys for listening to me and downloading all this and giving me the good reviews and just just listening. I mean, being a consec consecutive loyal loyal listener. That listens all the time. All the time. And I appreciate you guys. Because I got some good diehard fans out there. Sorry if I don't make it too scary. But I like talking about this stuff. I don't try to scare you with it. But you know it does kind of spook me out. Because I like to listen to my ghost podcast. When I'm doing the research on this. To get in a spooky mood. And sometimes I do it and scare myself. You know sometimes I do it. And the kids aren't. Uh, the kids aren't here. So. Yeah, and I spook myself out. But, hey, that's just the way I am. But I want to say thank you, guys. And once again, 100. Episode 100. It's fucking amazing. Didn't think I'd ever see 100. Didn't think. No one thought there was going to be 100. But there is, baby. So, sounds pretty cool to me, man. But I'm glad you guys stopped by to listen today. Don't forget to uh, check out our YouTube channel. I'm doing the video for it today, so it'll come on tomorrow, too, when the, uh, this drops on Spotify. So, And I hope you guys enjoyed that little bonus trailer or 
trailer bonus episode I did for you. Just kind of going down memory lane. I like to listen to that and see how far we've come. And <clears throat> Like I said, it's freaking crazy, guys. It's crazy. But love you guys. Thank you for listening. It's been great doing 100 episodes. I can't wait to do 200. You know, so hey. Let's just get a jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Well, this has been Ghost Stories told from the South. And I have been your host, Stephen LaBooth. I hope I didn't scare you too much today. But you guys have fun. Have a great week at work. Have a great weekend. And tell some scary stories around the old campfire for old Stephen. What do you say? We will see you later, boys and girls. Bye.